0: welcome your journey starts with improving every aspect of your life let's talk Coralicious leave room for dessert podcast is about discovering your true potential overcoming your fears and fighting life like the brave warrior that you are Be sure to hit the like, comment, and follow button. Your host, Miss V, the Core of Life coach, has over 20 years of military and personal life experiences transforming lives from a caterpillar to a butterfly and bringing on the top influencers, successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and more who are rock stars in life business and relationships on days when everything seems overwhelming someone must remind you that there is light at the end of the tunnel and with rain comes rainbows what seems difficult to swallow today is exactly where you'll derive your strength from on the days to come you are greater than your fears and braver than you seem miss v the core life coach shares how the hurdles of today will build your tomorrow If you take the right road, your brighter future demands that you can step up now and change the game for yourself.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now tuned in to the Let's Talk to a The Room for the Dirt podcast hosted by Miss V, the Core Life Coach. We're broadcasting live on bbsradio.com. And guess what? We've reached episode nine. Can I get a woo-woo? Now, allow me to introduce you to a different side of Miss V. Let me share my resume with you. I am the visionary behind GoCore Mind, Body, Soul, LLC, and and Corelicious LLC. Also known as Belisa L. Taylor, I have created a platform to spread a message of hope and empowerment through my books, speaking engagements, and coaching sessions, I guide individuals to tap into their inner strength and resilience. My mission is to deeply connect with people, igniting their motivation to take action and create lasting change. My energy and words possess the ability to transform life. And I am proud to be the first African-American female Iraq War veteran to speak on TEDx on Juneteenth, 2021. Now, let's dive right in. Today, we have an exciting and incredible guest to join us. And I couldn't be more thrilled to introduce our first guest, Jay. I had the opportunity to meet Jay at Prosperity Camp, hosted by the legendary Greg Reed, the legendary Kelly Cardenas, and the legendary James Superman Dixon. We instantly connected and shared our experiences. Since then, our bond has grown stronger. And I am beyond excited to have him here with us today. In this episode, we will delve deep into Jay's journey, exploring his remarkable achievements and aspirations. We'll begin by discussing his outstanding performance in honors pre-calculus during his sophomore year. Jay will reveal the secrets behind his impressive A in this challenging course. But that's not all. We'll also uncover Jay's ability to quickly grasp new concepts and apply them effectively. To share a specific instance where he had to do just that and how he successfully navigated the situation. And if that's not enough, We'll delve into Jay's strategies for being an attentive listener and observing knowledge from others. Trust me, there's so much more to discover. Jay, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hey, thank you, Ms. B, for having me.
1: It's absolutely a pleasure. Now, we all know that confidence in speaking and engaging in conversation is an essential skill to have. And guess what? Jay has some exciting plans to improve in this area. So let's start off by asking Jay a few questions, shall we? So let's sit back, let's relax, and get ready for an enlightening and inspiring conversation. This is the Let's Talk Coalition, the Room for Dessert podcast. And we're about to embark on an incredible journey with Jay and me. Let's get started. Jay, how do you manage to achieve an A in honors to calculus during your sophomore year?
2: Yes. So there's two main things that I did to achieve that grade. The first thing that I did is in my school we have something called tutorial time. I'm pretty sure most schools have it, but basically – You go to class about an hour to 45 minutes early in the morning, and it's a time where you can basically get free tutoring from your teacher. She's available for that whole hour to uh, answer any of your questions, help you with any homework, and help you with any correction. And it's a great study environment, even if you don't have any questions to get any work done to have. Um, The other thing I did was I rewrote tests. So... Um, an option that we had in my class was to retake a test. Um, all you had to do was ask the teacher, hey, can I can I come in during tutorial or at lunchtime and rewrite my test? And um, you know, the first time I went in to write, write the test I would get about a 70 to 80% on the test. And I would come in the second time and I would be more confident and I would get 90, and even one time I aced the test. I got 100% on it, so I'm pretty happy
1: about that. Awesome, and congratulations on such an impressive accomplishment. Thank you. Let's deep dive into the next question. Can you share a time when you had to quickly grasp a new concept and apply it effectively?
2: Yeah, for sure. So the first thing that comes to mind about that is um, one time my mom hired me to Basically helped one of her coaches with the platform that they used to teach their students, and this coach was not very tech savvy they didn't really know how to use their computer, um, let alone the program and so I had to quickly learn how to use this program and be able to use it to an extent where I could teach it to somebody and not just teach it to them on a base level i would ha- I have to use certain terms that she would understand because. You know, this person didn't really get stuff that maybe common sense to you and me. Uh, and my, she said that my coaching was very effective and it helped her a lot.
1: Awesome. And that's important how you were able to adapt and excel for that truly remarkable of you, Jay. Yeah. Let's go into the next question. What strategies do you use to be an attentive listener and absorb knowledge from others.
2: Yeah, so one of the main things I think for listening attentively is you really gotta, you know, be present in the moment and want be curious about what the person's talking about. Some people just sit there and look at the person and just nod their head yes, you know, and I, for being attentive, like you gotta, you gotta really be curious about what they're talking about, you know, ask them questions. You know, if Miss V was telling me that, um, I, that she was in the Air Force, I would be like, oh, yeah, tell me more about that. You know, I would be inquisitive and get her to elaborate on things and show that I'm curious. And, you know, while, now that she's talking and I'm getting her to talk, she, she might drop a nugget, something amazing that I, I just really want to remember and apply to my life. Now that's, that's why I have a notebook or my notes, and I can write that down so I can come back to it later.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. And that's a dedication to your learning for those around you. It's also commendable, Jay. Let's move on to Thank the you. next question. You're welcome. You're welcome. Can you tell us more about your journey in basketball from being cut in ninth grade to making the team in the 10th grade?
2: Yes. Yeah, so I started playing basketball in grade seven. It, um I started playing because I had moved schools and my new friend group, all the people in it, were playing basketball. So naturally, I started playing. Um, So I didn't really like it when I started. I didn't play very many sports when I was young. um, And I wasn't very good. So, you know, I didn't didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy being the worst playing. And it wasn't very fun. But I kept playing because my friends were playing. And um, I had fun because I was with my friends. So fast forward to grade eight, I started getting a bit better. You know, I've been playing for a year at this point and I was starting to enjoy the game because, um, I was able to, you know, shoot the ball a bit better, dribble a little bit, and I could have fun playing the game. I wasn't just standing there, you know, and come grade nine, I still haven't played on a real team yet. I try out for the team and I get cut. And, that was, I was pretty upset about that because um, all my friends had made that team, and I really wanted to be a part of it as well. So what I did instead of being sad about you know, not making that team is I, I went out that day with a couple of my friends, the same day that I found out, and I just played basketball, and I told myself that day, I'm going to make that team next year. I affirmed it, and I told myself, I'm going to make it. And so almost every day I would just go out and I would play basketball Uh, outside or in the gym. Even after my friends had left, I would just stay and I'd play by myself. I would take shots, work on my dribbling and everything. And I played on a couple house teams so I could play against Mm -hmm. people from my level. And uh, come grade 10, I made the team. And I was really happy about that because I did what I said I was going
1: to do. Awesome. Awesome. So basically you maintain that dedication and perseverance on your basketball journey. That is truly commendable, and I truly admire you that for that, Jay.
2: Yes, exactly. That's what Thank Sears,
1: you. You're welcome. Let's switch gears and go into so what motivated you to wake up at 530 every school morning to hit the gym?
2: Yeah, so like I was saying earlier, you know, I, I wasn't super into sports when I was young. I, I wasn't really in the best shape. And you know, I would always look at myself, and I, I would always say, like, I, I want to be better. Like, I want to be confident in myself. And in grade nine, I, I finally started going to the gym, and I I fell in love with it because I just liked the endurance aspect of it, pushing myself, and I liked seeing the results. Um, during grade nine, I didn't have too much uh, commitment outside of school, um, so. I had time to go to the gym after school, and that wasn't an issue, but come grade 10, my classes were a bit harder, and I had more homework, and I had some sports commitments outside of school, so um, going after school didn't work as well for me. I didn't have as much time, and it was my workouts felt a bit rushed, but luckily for me, my parents went in the morning at 6.30, so I, started, I decided to start going with them um but you know eventually about a month later my parents started getting some they had to have some calls in the morning for work and they couldn't really drive me anymore they weren't going in the morning anymore so I decided that day you know what uh I don't want to skip the gym just because they're not going I'm gonna wake up a bit earlier and I'm gonna walk there myself so I set my alarm for five thirty. thirty, I take 15 minutes um to get ready eat some breakfast and then I would walk the 15, 20 minutes to the gym, and I'd have a great workout, and it was a great way to start my day and just come home and go to school after.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. So let's unpack this. Why do you believe dedicating an hour each day to reading will enhance your knowledge and broaden your horizons?
2: Yes, so... You know, something I liked the lot that I heard at Prosperity Camp is one of the only ways you'll grow is by the people you meet and the books you read. And I, I really agree with that. You know, um, reading it, it helps sharpen you mentally. It'll help your vocabulary, expand your vocabulary as well as your writing skills. Those are all really important skills in life and really important. And the biggest thing for me is it helps build mental toughness. It'll... Right. You know, doing stuff that you don't love, maybe that isn't your favorite, that isn't easy, it helps you grow as a person. And, you know, for me, reading isn't my favorite thing. It's not my go-to activity. For some people it is, but for me it's not. So pushing myself to do something like reading for an hour, it really helps me grow and realize that, you know, not everything in life is going to be exactly what you want to be doing. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. It's still just as important to do
1: Awesome. And I can tell by listening to you that your thirst for knowledge, it is really going to inspire a lot of young people, and truly it will also inspire adults as well. How do you plan to improve your confidence in speaking and engaging in in conversation?
2: Yes. So my main strategy for that is really just engaging in more conversations. I'm I'm an introvert, and I'm trying to work to become more extroverted. I, you know, when I was young, like, tiny things, like even going up to somebody at the store to ask them where something was, like, that would freak me out. I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, I would be, like, whining to my mom <laughs> to not make yeah. me do that. But, um, you know, I started to push myself and be like, no, I'm, I'm going to talk to people, I'm, I'm going to push myself and really talk to people, you know, and you know, one of there's two things that really helped me. One of them was going to prosperity camp. It surrounded me with so many adults. Um, I'd never been around that many adults and been exposed to talking to that many people and I realized how much but, just simply getting to know somebody would help me. And even more applying for jobs, surprisingly enough, helped me a lot too because Going into the store, you know, asking one of the representatives to talk to the manager, going and having a conversation with the manager, that was horrifying for me before, but by doing that and practicing that, that helped me build up my confidence so much. And, you know, now when I go do that, I, I feel super confident. It's just, it's like, wrong not for me now. So,
1: yeah, it's
2: a true strategy.
1: awesome, awesome. Awesome. How do you envision yourself working towards becoming an entrepreneur within the next five years?
2: Yeah, so, you know, the biggest thing about becoming an entrepreneur and, you know, starting your own business, all that stuff, is you've got to leverage your connections. You've got to network. And um, I'm lucky enough to have gotten the opportunity to go to Prosperity Camp, like I said, and I'm even more lucky because I'm going to be getting the opportunity to go again. And to meet even more amazing people like Miss D here. I got to meet her and I've gotten this opportunity already, which is great. And um, I'm just going to continue leveraging these connections that I I create while I'm at these events and um, being curious as to how other people are successful and how people around me are creating success online and... In fields and the different fields
1: and niches. Okay, what inspired you to learn Spanish and dream of moving to a Spanish speaking country? Well, I went to, it was when I traveled to Costa Rica and Mexico,
2: I really got to see the culture, the food, and just the people in general. I noticed how accepting and um, Value driven, these people where they're very hardworking and genuine, and I that really resonated with me. I really liked that. so I, I noticed how happy they were, and just the general vibe of the place was amazing. Um, specifically for the language, I mean, I know this sounds kind of funny, but the language is almost fun to speak for me. The way it rolls off the tongue, all the words mended together.
1: Right. It's, it's uh-huh. very,
2: very, it's very fun and interesting way to speak, and it's different from English in that way, and I, I really like that, and I, I want to go travel one day, and I'd love to be able to fully be able to immerse myself in the culture there and really meet people and, you know, enjoy myself there to the fullest extent.
1: Awesome. What steps are you taking to achieve the freedom to work remotely from anywhere in the world?
2: so i'm I'm really lucky in this sense my my mother is actually working online and she has an online coaching business and The thing that is great about that is i every day we have, we can have conversations about how, what she's doing and the marketing strategies she uses and all that kind of stuff and we're always talking about how what kind of things I can do and the steps I can take and the reasons I can use to uh, continue being curious and researching about how to pursue that goal. And um, I'd say that's my biggest reason. is just for being able to... Fantastic.
1: Fantastic, Jay. Can you share more about your passion for playing basketball and boxing? Yeah, so um, these,
2: those two sports, they're... They're the two things that kind of got me back into athletics. That's where they really hold a uh, space in my heart, you know. Boxing, I, I, it, it really helped me build up a lot of my character of who I am today. There's a lot of endurance and grit involved in it. And, um, you know, coming from not being a super athletic kid and not being too much into sports, it really was a great segue into basketball. And, it helped me with my stamina today and being able to play hard on defense and all that stuff that came from boxing. So, you know, it it helped me a lot. And the values it's taught, you know, the respect to the coaches, all that kind of stuff, it's brought a lot of that And For basketball, you know, I I have a lot of fond memories of, you know, spending entire summers playing with my friends, just being out there in the sun. And, you know, they hold a special place in my heart for sure.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. How do these physical activities help you stay mentally focused?
2: So it's all about balance for me. These these activities, you know, they, they help me stay strong physically and through that it, it gives me the motivation to you know to eat better, to take care of myself and it really it gives me clarity and I feel Mentally sound, and it that helps me in my day to day activities. You know, it helps me in my relationships in life with my family, my friends, and um, academics. It gives me a lot of clarity
1: in life and balance. Hey. What attracts you to snowboarding during the winter months?
2: So, there's two main things for that. First off, is the views. I mean, the views up there can't be beaten. I mean, nothing. Nothing is better than just going up the chair with the skies are clear, you know, no clouds in the sky and you can just see miles in every direction, you can just see everything. It's amazing. Um, you just see the mountains and the lake in front of it and the trees surrounding it. I mean, some of the most beautiful views I've ever seen. And um, it, even more than that is, well, I'm actually snowboarding, you know, I... I love going through the trees while I'm um, snowboarding and um, going a bit off the real runs, off the real paths that are carved out. And because of that, you know, there's a lot of more curved curvature to the land. The, the snow isn't so even, and mm-hmm. you catch you catch a line while you're going down, and you so know you you kind of you're just like flowing with the mountain. Almost you're just moving through these these like dugout lines in the ground where other people have gone. And Mm -hmm. there's just something about that feeling that's so satisfying while you're moving moving through. It's just so elegant almost. I love it.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Can you describe your work ethic and how it drives you to succeed? Yeah, for sure. So I'd say that I'm a perfectionist. You know, I, I
2: really don't like not being able to do something. When I really want something, it bothers me. When I can't do it yet, and um, mm-hmm. it, that drives me to succeed and to to continue working at that until I can do it. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I I just yeah, I just don't I don't give up on the things that I want. I I'll work for them when I say I'm, I want something. I, I work for them, and I know that getting, getting towards my goals, it takes work. I don't, I don't expect anything to come to me just because I want it. I know that there's work and there's a process and that there's a journey towards all of your goals, and that's the best part, the journey.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I totally agree. What qualities do you believe are essential for a successful entrepreneur?
2: So I, I think that a quality that
1: all entrepreneurs have in common
2: is they're all almost rebellious by nature. You know, they they don't care what other people say. People tell them, mm-hmm. like, you know, that idea is terrible. That's, a, that's, a, that's impossible what you're thinking. That's not going to work. And they say no. They truly believe that what their idea is going to change the world. And because of that belief and that grit and that creativity that, and they want to step outside of the, the boundaries given to them, they are able to achieve so much. They don't think like your average person. They're not thinking inside of the box. They want mm-hmm. to break away from what the normal people think, your average person thinks. They want to be more than
1: average. Awesome. How do you balance your academic commitments with your personal goals and interests? Yeah, so what I like to do is
2: um, I try and get my schoolwork done right when it's time for me. I, I, I do struggle with procrastination sometimes, and um, my, my workaround for that is to basically block out about an hour of time at a, um, at a time and take 15-minute breaks in between that. So after I'm done with any of my outside-of-school commitments, like let's say I have basketball practice or I went to the gym, um, once I'm done with that, I'll come home and I will, you know, get some food, food. And then I'll, you know, sit down and, for an hour and really focus on my work. I, I need to get in, like, a flow state is what my mom calls it. And, you know, really like just focus on what I'm, what I'm doing for that hour. And I know that after those 15 minutes, I can relax, I can, you know, take a brain break and um, reward myself for that hour of work. And then I come back and I'm right back into that flow state, you know. When I'm back, I'm, I'm ready to work. And within that 15 minutes, it doesn't mean that I'm, like, on my phone and I'm, like, you know, stimulating myself so that I, so that I can't come back to that flow state. It's just a, it's just a break from the work, more, more or less or maybe it's a little walk or, you know, just getting a cup of water and taking a breather, you know. It's not necessarily a watch, watch 15 minutes of a movie or swirl on Instagram.
1: Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. Can you share any challenges you have faced in pursuing your ambition?
2: Yeah, so like I was thinking about my, my biggest challenge is um, just – a lot to do with focus and procrastination. Like I was saying, like, I have my methods to deal with that. Um, I, like I was saying, I uh, I basically block out time. And the other thing I do is I try and mitigate as many distractions as possible. Like, I will give my phone to my mom so that's not there to distract me. I will, if I don't need to use my computer for what I'm doing, I'll give back to my mom as well. And, um... I'll find a good environment for myself to work, so that I can properly work and not be distracted. You know, like my room isn't the best environment for me because there's a lot of distractions. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that focus, just just trying to focus and really sit down and, and do one thing at a time—is my biggest is my biggest struggle. I think. All
1: right, so I'm here you saying you you do one thing at a time, and also you alleviate those distractions. And as we know, with technology today, everyone has their phones all the time. But exactly exactly. what we need to make sure is that when we are focused on something and it's critical to what we need to zero in on, we need to ensure that we remove any distractions. So That's which exactly leads right. me into my Thank you. Which leads me into my next question. What advice would you give to other high school students who aspire to become successful entrepreneurs?
2: That's a great question. So what I think is, you know, like I was saying, it's putting that phone down, you know, it kills, it kills that curiosity and that creativity in kids, and, you know, we're all a victim of it. It's just there. It's, this world is filled with so much constant stimuli. Our brains are just trained to look for what's easy and what for what feels good, and you know it's tough to break out of that. It's an addiction, and almost everyone is suffering from it. it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And you know, right. you got to take action and yourself and say, you know what? No, I I want to be creative. I want to I want to be curious again and put that phone down. You know, delete mm-hmm. TikTok, whatever it is sucking up all your time and go research about what other people are doing. Just That's the first step into action. Just, you know, to watch, rather than watching something that's not really benefiting you, take that mm-hmm. time out of your day, that same time that you're using on watching garbage and watch something that's productive and, and that's great. And that's not to say never enjoy yourself. I'm not saying mm-hmm. you can't ever watch something that you enjoy. I, mm-hmm. At least Think of like half, take half of that time and read or research something that you're curious about or look into uh, somebody who you want to talk to or somebody who you want to mimic what they're doing, something like that. And Absolutely. Just, just try and just make an effort toward being like that or doing something like that. And that's already better than what you were doing to start with.
1: Uh, that's great wisdom and guidance right there, Jay. Can you share any specific challenges you faced while studying Orange Pre-Calculus and how you overcame them?
2: Yeah, for sure. So I'd say the biggest thing um, is it, big, the homework load going from grade 9 to grade 10. It, it's, a, it's a decent jump. Um, I you know it, it, there was a lot of extra work and um, you know that means that you have to manage your time well you know when you get time in class you it's not like grade nine where you can socialize and do your work at the same time and even if you do that you can probably still get it done it's you know you gotta like I was saying you gotta be in that flow state even in class you gotta you gotta do it because in the end of the day once you're at home You got three other classes that you have to attend to. You have homework from all those other three classes. And Mm -hmm. if you have a whole English essay and on top of it, you got to do three pages of math homework and you haven't started any of it because you didn't utilize your class time, well, that's that's not going to work very well for you when you get home because now you're not going to want to do anything. You're not going to be making very much progress with that much load on you. So how I overcame that is... I really just put my head down and I focused in class. At the start, when I started out, I was talking to my friends a lot and I I quickly realized that 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 wasn't really going to work for me very well. So I started to seat myself away from my friends or um, just, just put myself in an area where I could work and concentrate so that I would have a reduced load when I got back home. And, therefore, I, can, I know I was putting my best effort into everything I knew and helped the best work.
1: Awesome. I'm going to shift gears and because uh, it's very interesting about the snowboarders. I'm going to ask you a question about that. Can you share any mm-hmm. specific snowboarding experiences that have been particularly memorable or impactful for you?
2: Yeah, for sure. So
1: I think the biggest one for me, this one's pretty funny. I uh, So
2: it's about how I broke my wrist. So ah. basically, I it was I was taking lessons for a whole week, and um, we were up on a mountain called uh, Silver Star, and it was me and my family. And mm-hmm. for context, my mom was finally starting to take some ski lessons this day, and she was finally getting up. And um, me and my sister, we went up. Um, this was my first time going by myself without the instructor and I was going, I was just going down. And one thing you never do while you're on, Mm -hmm. while you're snowboarding is you have the edges on either side of your board and you always want to stay on one of them while you're either facing directly to the slope or you're facing away from the slope. You never want to be off that edge. So while I was facing towards the mountain, I went, I went on the flat of my board and I just went flying down. And this the snow—it was springtime, so the snow was super icy and hard. And I tried to catch myself with my wrist, and I just fractured it. Um, mm. So I, we we ended up having to walk down the walk down the mountain until we found someone that could uh, give me a snowmobile ride to the mm. medical house, and uh, that was fun. Um, but mm. long story short, my mom had to stopped skiing and she's never skied again. So I get blamed in the house for stopping my mom from skiing.
1: I'm going to, we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but we're going to tie all it all into the basketball and the boxing and the snowboarding. So how do you plan to leverage your skills and interests in basketball and boxing and snowboarding in your entrepreneur endeavors? You know,
2: I one thing that I thought about is it's really a place to connect with people on making, you know, connecting with people on a more personal and deeper level is a big part of, you know, making sales and, you know, it's, it's more than just selling someone something. You want to make a connection with them and try and solve their issues and these experiences give me more ground to be able to make a personal connection. Maybe somebody else is a snowboarder, maybe somebody to play basketball, and I can connect with them on that front. Um, the other thing that I can take away from playing these sports is that I've learned a lot of lessons through playing them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I was saying, the, the endurance and the grit and the respect coming from boxing. With basketball, I learned that, you know, you're never going to get anything. you got to work for it. And when you right. get the chance to show yourself and you get this opportunity to prove that you're worthy of something, you got to take that opportunity. It might not be that much time. It might not be the mm-hmm. optimal opportunity, but you got to take that. And those lessons I've right. learned from playing these sports, I will hold them with me forever. And um, I think they'll help me in my
1: doing a lot. Awesome. Awesome. How old are you, Jay?
2: I'm 16 years old.
1: Wow. 16 years old. you got uh, some more years on your head. I want to go ahead and go into how do you plan to incorporate your love for reading into your entrepreneur pursuits?
2: Well, I plan to keep reading for the rest of my life. I want to become a lifelong learner. You know, I, I want to be intaking information, always, always be learning from people, and just be intaking information as much as possible. Um, there's plenty of great books out there that are related to entrepreneurship, like. Thinking We're Rich. Um, mm-hmm. There's Three seats in Gold by uh, Greg Reed and Sharon Lester, And there's also uh, Rich Dad, Four Adams are some of the ones that I've uh, been reading so far. And um, those, are, those are only some to name of all the great books up there about, you know, anything you're interested in. It doesn't have to be about entrepreneurship. It could be about basketball. There's plenty of books about basketball, boxing, mm-hmm. art, anything. Anything you're interested in is a book about. I'm going to utilize all the information in them to, you know, keep learning.
1: How do you manage to stay physically active and mentally focused while juggling your academic and personal commitment? So, I, I don't find it super tough to fit all
2: this stuff in, you know. I... I'm I'm the kind of person you know if I like I said currently at the moment I'm not going to the gym in the morning because it, it works for me to go in the afternoon but you know if, if the gym was the thing that was in the way of my academics then I would go in the morning I would find a way around that so that I could fit it in um, I when I need to do something I'll find a way to get it in. And, you know, like I, like I said, this, like doing all these physical activities, it gives me clarity and it helps me to, it motivates me to do better in all the other categories of my life. You know, so um, I don't find it as much of a distraction. I find it more of a really motivator to do better in uh, these things.
1: Also, I love that more of a motivator. So how do you plan to acquire the necessary skills? And knowledge to succeed as an entrepreneur.
2: So, um, it's just to continue reading, like I said, and networking and talking to people. You know, I, like I said, mm-hmm. I, I had my mom here; she was always going to be by my side and be assisting me along my journey. And I'm very grateful for that. And mm-hmm. um, I have connections I've made, like you, and um, some other people I've met at. Um, Uh, the Prosperity Camp, Um, looking into courses like people like Pace Morby, um, his real estate course and business course for um, buying and selling businesses, and, um, you know, just, like I said, just continue to learn and, and take as much information about the things I'm interested in.
1: All right. Sounds very well thought out on a lot of questions that I've asked you. At the age of 16, I don't think I was very uh, knowledgeable like you are, and I'm so grateful <laughs> that I have been able to take time to mentor you, and it all started from Prosperity Camp as sure, in yes. leveraging your connections and also being able to connect with amazing people that was an aha moment being there, and I tell you that really opened my mind and my horizons to be even more unstoppable being at Prosperity Camp. Which sure. leads me to two power words. What are two power words that describe you? I'll tell you two power words that describe me. But let's let's dive into that. Two powerful words that describe you, Jay, and why.
2: Um, I would say I'm determined and mm-hmm. I'm empathetic. Those two words, okay. you know, I'm, okay. I'm very determined to achieve my goals, but at the same time, I I can sense people's emotions because I'm very thoughtful in that way. I'm always thinking about how other people feel. And I'm not always thinking about just me, me, me. How can I benefit? I, I think about
1: how I can help somebody else as well. Awesome. So, so two words that describe me is, but um, well, actually, it's, it's, it's really more than two. But it goes into being unstoppable. We've been we've been talking for a while, but with me of uh, serving my country or twenty two years of service in the United States Air Force. When I came into the military, I really didn't know how to conform to the military. So that was Mm -hmm. a really aha moment for me. But at the end of serving 22 years, I can truly say I became unstoppable. And the reason why is because going into an, an environment, what I didn't really know about, and then I was able to grasp the skills and knowledge that they wanted us to understand with clarity And then I was able to enjoy the journey of being around wonderful, amazing people that really supported me on a journey that was really Uh there for me on the journey. So that's unstoppable. And the the last one is uh, I can say empathetic. I really try to put myself in other people's shoes because that's when you can really be less judgmental on your journey. So that those are the two for me and I tell you I love that. Yeah, it's it's amazing journey where you can really just look at people and sincerely know that you care about them. You know what I'm saying? In the world for sure. today, we need to have more of that and understand people and uh, less judgment as well. But on this journey, I really have really embarked on a wonderful journey. I'm so grateful I served because if I didn't serve my military, I don't know where I would be from a small town of Greenville, Mississippi. Um, What I would like to ask you is, with your mom, what do you think is,
2: so precious about your mom? My mom, you know, my mom inspires me, I, and um, I don't think I could ever express how much gratitude I have towards her. Me. I mean, I, I saw her, you know, working in the school system when I was young, just, you know, just scraping by as a single mother after my parents had divorced. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was mm-hmm. always, start, she started her little business um, her coach coaching business, and, you know, she was always great at it. She had a way of talking to kids and, and really getting to them that, you know, most other people couldn't do, and I and I saw that in her. And she, she was, you know, she was seeing people in person, and um, eventually she made the switch to online to coach mm-hmm. her students online, and that was before COVID had happened, so it was perfect timing. When COVID came around, she was already online, and starting to grow her business. And she started... Then she moved from just simply, you know, doing the math coaching specifically to also starting to coach other coaches, other teachers mm-hmm. who were trying to exit the school system just like she had on how wow. they could use her method of teaching to, um, you know, teach other students different subjects. So she was expanding just from that. And, you know, that just that journey and, and like, you know, she said, she said to me this whole time, like we're gonna have dinner together one day. Like, like I, I know I have to work right now, but one day we'll, we'll all have dinner together. We'll we'll be a proper family again. That's inspiring to me, and um, I just have a lot of gratitude towards her because you know now almost every night we have dinner together, and she made that happen. She did what she said she would, and um, you know I would be in the office with in her office with her, and we would. I would be there all day, you know, I'd do my homework and stuff in that office. And I saw how hard she worked, and I see how hard she still works to give me the best life that I could possibly have. And, and it's really an, her entire story, Julian, inspires me.
1: Awesome. That's very uplifting, encouraging, because I'm also a single parent. So my hats off to your mother for also keeping her word. With spending that quality time with you, Jay, because oftentimes in the single parent, they're so focused on putting the food on the table and doing more things to just keep the, the, the life, the lights, and everything else on. So I'm so yeah. grateful that we are able to embark on a wonderful journey of uh, Mm -hmm. sharing what is so critical today is education. It is also important that we do continuously to leverage the connections that we have that is so important of moving Mm -hmm. forward. Relationships are so important because it should be a genuine connection between two individuals that see something so important in each other's lives. Mm -hmm. And I want to go into this next question, Jay. Can you share any specific goals or milestones you have set for yourself in the next year?
2: Yeah, so um, I want to learn... Spanish. That's one of the biggest ones that mm-hmm. I'm actually moving to Spain in the next month with my oh, yeah. family and okay. yeah, so we're going to be there for the next few months. And um, that's going to be a really good opportunity to you know, experience the culture there, um, have the taste of my dream of moving to one of these Spanish-speaking countries and really pursue that goal of learning Spanish that I That I said, I dream of of doing. This is the best opportunity. Immersing yourself in the culture is really the best opportunity to learn. And um, I, I, I'm really looking forward to being able to, you know, go go around and, you know, expand my Spanish in that way. So that's a milestone. I, I think that within a month that you are being there, I can be and
1: I feel at least that that's the goal of mine. So okay, so I'm going this is going to be a probably a tough question for you, but let's see how well you'll be able to answer this one. How do you plan right. to overcome any language barriers or cultural differences when working in a Spanish speaking country? Sure. So
2: I I'm not I'm not too worried about a language barrier. I mean, I, I, have, I have pretty decent Spanish already. I've had tutoring. Um, I have a couple of friends that speak Spanish, so I can talk with them. And um, I've taken it in school uh, in grade 9 and 10. So I, I have a decent uh, foundation to work off of. Um, really, when I go to Spain, the thing I'll be working on is like just becoming more and more confident in speaking it mm-hmm. and um, building my vocabulary. Um, okay. I a, when I say foundation, I foundation, I'm able to, you know, I, when I hear a new word, I, I'm I'm usually able to know how to apply it and verbs. I, I know how to conjugate them. I know the rules for that. So um, I, I have a good basis. So I'm not too worried about a language barrier. I think I'll be able to pick it up relatively fast. And I mean, for cultural differences, I, I guess I'll have to wait and see until I get there. But like, like I said, okay. people, the people that I've met better Spanish they're very their values are very different than here. you know I I feel like at least in Canada I don't know about the states but people are a lot more closed off they don't want to kind of they want to stay in their bubble they don't really want to expand you know they don't want to talk to people people that I've met from these countries they're more outgoing and they want to talk to you and get to know you so that's my experience from meeting them here but um I think it'll be the same there, but
1: I guess I'll have to wait and see. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Can you share any specific strategies or techniques you use to maintain discipline and dedication in your daily life?
0: Yeah,
2: so I I like to use – like, I, I use a that so – I like to see things being checked off, you know, if, if I have chores to do, if I have stuff to do within a day, I will write it all down on a piece of paper. I mean it, like I, I mean even like the simple things like brush your teeth. I know it sounds funny, but I'll write everything down on the list and as my day goes on I'll check it I'll check those things off. And when I see those things checked off the list it helps me it gives me this feeling of reward and it, that that reward feeling motivates me to to want to finish that list, you know, you kind of get what I'm saying. So I,
1: mm-hmm. I get
2: it. Uh, yeah. So I, I use that list to complete tasks. When I have, you know, if I've been asked to do something around the house. If when I'm when I'm going to the gym, you know, I will write everything on on a list and I will just check it off. Get that feeling of reward and it motivates me to do things even when they're difficult. Awesome. And it also reminds. Yeah.
1: I didn't agree. What, what did you say?
2: It also reminds you what you need to do as well so you don't forget anything.
1: Absolutely. We're getting close to ending the podcast. I got two more questions for you real quick. Mm-hmm. Leave us with some final words of encouragement and also how they can connect with you.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. So just some final words, um, I just really want to thank Miss B here for this amazing opportunity. I'm I'm really grateful for this. It's going to be really great for me, um, and I'm really Ooh. grateful that we had the opportunity to meet each other and uh, to get to know each other. Um, I, I also would like to thank my mom for taking me to the Prosperity Camp in the first place and allowing me to you know go ahead and talk to all these amazing people and you know really give me a taste of what people are doing out in the world and broaden my vision a little bit. Um, and yeah, those two people I'd love to I really want to think. And um, so you can reach me on Instagram at J A Y dot S-I-V-A-S, That's J period C on Instagram. And you can also find me on LinkedIn at J A Y Sophie S I D A S O T H Y LinkedIn.
1: All right. Thank you for joining us, Jay. We really appreciate you being here. Yes, thank you for Don't, having me. You're, you're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, follow, and share. Until next time, this is Ms. B and J signing off. Stay delicious and keep leaving room for dessert bye
0: for now let's talk corelicious leave room for dessert podcast with miss v the core life coach will give you the tools to build resilience and activate the leader within and identify what truly matters in your life some years down the line you'll look back and smile at how you thought you might not get through it that's when you'll be proud of yourself for prioritizing your well being and personal growth. You are the rock star that your family and kids look up to for light. Let's help you grow and evolve with Let's Talk Corelicious Leave Room for Dessert podcast with Miss V, the Core Life Coach, an unparalleled opportunity to truly live up to your fullest potential and find comfort in your own skin.